Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Now I put it in program so you know that the funk is here for real. Welcome in to Sports Talk here on News Talk 1493.9 FM. Evan Kahn with you for the next oh, hour and a half or so. We're out a little early for Illinois baseball against Southern Mississippi. So I will be here in place of Scott Beatty. He'll be on the call there. Joining me here for hour one is none other than Matt Daniels. He is a sports editor for the News Gazette and... Matt, there's there's always plenty to talk about here on a Friday, but uh, I, I'm sure we're, we're mostly riding high off of a, a major Illinois comeback win last night, so we'll get into that uh, as well with Brian Barnhart here along the way. Bob Osmussen next hour. But, uh, Matt, uh, I, I don't know if you were still here. Could you could you hear the, the calls down the hall last night as Illinois made the comeback? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, we uh, we heard you loud and clear, Evan, uh, <laughs> from, uh, from our perch. It took a while. In the it newsroom. took a while, yeah. There. It's a nice headset, by the way. Yeah, we're we're making it work here, okay. uh, MacGyvering things together. I feel like you're we... you're about to game or something. It's like a gaming <laughs> console. Uh, anyway, last night Illinois basketball. Um, yeah, pretty uh, pretty epic comeback there. Uh, after looking abysmal in in the first half, they uh, they played like a top ten team in in the second half, and now you just got to bottle up whatever they did in in the second half and and have that translate uh, the rest of the season. Uh, a winnable game on on Sunday, coming up eleven a.m. tip uh, at Ohio State. Uh, the eyes of the nation can be on the Atlantic. It's the CBS call. I believe that's the first one this season for uh, for Illinois. And then uh, two games next week with uh, Purdue uh, or Michigan next Thursday at, uh, at 6 p.m. And then uh, Purdue uh, the following Sunday and, and uh, Mackey Arena in West Lafayette. Then the regular season ends and then the, the real fun of March begins with Big Ten Tournament and uh, NCAA Tournament games uh, coming up. But that was a... I wouldn't say it was a must-win game for Illinois last night, but anytime you beat a, a top 25 team uh, like they did, uh, it's uh, especially with the absurd comeback that they they had, uh, where it just seemed like the first half. I don't know, they just didn't want to be there, maybe, and uh, just uh, just played out of their minds uh, after halftime. Uh, even getting it to single digits in that first little run they had, and then Northwestern pushed it back to what sixteen, sixteen again, and you thought, <laughs> okay, the Wildcats are just gonna. Boo Booey's going to run out of town with uh, this win. And 
Yeah, they, they uh, Terrence Shannon played like a, an All Big Ten performer in in the second half, and uh, who knows what uh, what that game would have looked like if he had not come back from uh, the concussion that he uh, sustained earlier this month. I, I thought the best part of the first half was when Brian and Dion got to talk to the guy about soybeans. That that was <laughs> that was the only memorable thing from that that first twenty minutes uh, of play. But uh, as you said, I mean Northwestern. Uh, th- this is a, a veteran squad that mm-hmm. it's been on a mission here for the last couple three weeks you take down Purdue when they're a number one you take down Indiana mm-hmm. when, when they seemed unstoppable and this was a, a group that hadn't beat Illinois while they were at Northwestern mm-hmm. and they got the win and they were looking at the sweep and, and really just had to, to look inside themselves and, and you saw the different group it, it sounds a the matchups worked better without Dane Danger in there. They were able to, to spread out Nicholson mm-hmm. and get him out of the middle. But just just what Sincere Harris w- was doing on the defensive end and, and Terrence Shannon, yeah, it, w- we had people questioning, you know, well, what did you lose without Terrence Shannon? You saw it right there. He's a, he's a bona fide closer. Mm-hmm. He can take over games offensively unlike any – Maybe Matthew Meyer, but still, mm-hmm. I, I think a little differently in, in that you can give it to him at the other end of the floor, and it's like just go make a play, and yeah, he did that it, exactly. And and he was efficient from from the three point line as well. Uh, four of five really kind of brought back memories of of what he did uh, against UCLA on on November eighteenth out in out in Las Vegas when he had twenty nine points on an eight of nine three point shooting, which was just <laughs> outlandish to to think of. And uh, our beat writer Scott Ritchie died does a, a little bit of a deep dive more into to Terrence Shannon's performance and how he's kind of handled the last couple of weeks uh, with the concussion uh, and then how he came back in, in Saturday's News Gazette. But uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it, it was why Terrence Shannon was brought to Illinois was for him to emerge and, and be that guy. And, and like you mentioned too, Sincere Harris, just the, the defensive energy that, that he supplied and Ty Rogers coming up with some valuable minutes as well. I mean, this Illinois team is, has shown that they have guys, different guys that can seemingly step up when they need to. It's just kind of piecing it all together throughout the course of an entire game. I mean, Jaden Epps didn't do much last night. RJ Melendez had his nice feel-good moment on, on Monday night against Minnesota with the double-double and, and the three-pointer that drew a, a loud ovation from the State Farm Center crowd. Those two were pretty quiet uh, against Northwestern, and you mentioned Dane Danger as well, and he's taken over games at times this season and, and really carried Illinois offensively, but he, for the most part, didn't do much offensively, and, and Matthew Meyer struggled shooting the ball. It was good to see him get to the, the foul line as, as much as he did, but yeah, it's just they, they've got uh, a multitude of options, and again, it's just the the inconsistent nature of this team is befuddling at times because you see them play like they did in the second half where everything offensively is in in sync and defensively they all seem to be kind of on on the same wavelength and then you look at the first half and it's like they couldn't beat eastern illinois with the way they played in in the first half no disrespect to my alma mater there uh but anyway it's just that's why march is going to be so intriguing maddening baffling because it's it all kind of depends on on matchups and you know brad underwood and and his staff made some some sound decisions it seemed like in that second half sticking with that that lineup and uh 
we'll see how that uh, translates into the final three games of the regular season and then uh, once Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament play starts. Yeah, we, we saw the two stories of this team within a 40-minute <laughs> game. That, that's a if you wanted the whole encapsulation of Illinois basketball this season, you you definitely witnessed it on, on Thursday night at State Farm Center. And, and we've kind of seen that through throughout college basketball this year as as well so whoever in as the bracketology just changes day by day as it does this time of year um, even those you know matchups aren't set in stone those are are just predictions I uh, it it usually comes down to that but all in all I I mean Illinois talent is is beaten UCLA who's Mm -hmm. in the conversation for a one line in in a Texas so maybe Illinois isn't a national championship team but they could knock off a national championship team, and and not just Illinois, but like one through thirty, mm-hmm. it's it's just all over the place. Yeah, and, and Illinois can also lose to a bubble team nope. and get swept, like they did with Penn State uh, this season. So it's kind of the the Jekyll and, and Hyde approach of of Illinois basketball and. College basketball doesn't have necessarily that one elite team this year, although I think you can make the argument for, for Kansas, Alabama, Houston to kind of be in that mix at all as those are kind of the, the favorites to reach the Final Four and uh, potentially you know grab a national championship in, in early April down in Houston. But, yeah, parody's kind of in the – the name of the game uh in in college basketball this season and especially in, in the big 10 although purdue still you'd have to think if you're matt painter and the boilermakers you didn't mind seeing illinois knock off northwestern just to get a little <laughs> breathing room there between first and second place and now it's just a it's like a muddled mess in in the middle of the big 10 it's hopefully going to sort itself out so there won't be a bunch of tiebreakers that have to determine seeds for the the big 10 tournament um but yeah it's uh, you just got a lot of teams right now that are at 10 and 7 or 9 and 8 or 8 or 9 and uh they could ultimately flip-flop in the standings here in, in the next uh eight days or so until the regular season ends march 5th yeah well they they helped purdue they muddied up the mess that, that was always already murky a, as could be and those tiebreakers vary you know you got a a, a couple of teams there at, at 10 and 7 one of them Illinois hasn't played another one they got swept by and then they lost so that's all over the place it kind of looks like they've lost out on that double bye maybe some things break right and some teams lose here three games so yeah, who, who knows the, what can it's happen it's the big 10 this season just uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of buckle up and uh, expect everything that you did <laughs> didn't expect to happen to, to end up eventually transpiring. Yeah, and busy weekend in college basketball and really all sports for that matter. Uh, softball is in action right now. They're down in Houston. They've got four games this weekend. Track and field's got the Big Ten Indoor Championships. What I see, women's golf is also in Houston. I don't know if they, they went together, but you, you never know. But uh, I'm glad that they're in warmer weather here. As uh, it, We are getting closer to baseball season, which we have here tonight, but it doesn't feel so uh, right here in East Central Illinois, but uh, that's no big deal. And then uh, Sunday coming up uh, will be the last regular season game for the women's basketball team that they dropped a tough one on Thursday shorthanded squad and uh, another team like the the men's side who who's punched their ticket but uh, probably probably want to have some positive momentum headed into to tourney play yeah you would think well given the body of work that Illinois women's basketball has uh, accomplished this season that they're safely in the NCAA tournament um, but it was a pretty disheartening way to end 
the the home slate on on Wednesday night this week with a ninety to fifty seven loss to a Nebraska team that is middling around five hundred and is squarely on the NCAA tournament bubble. Um, Shauna Green and, and her team end the regular season at Rutgers at one p.m. on on Sunday. Scarlet Knights aren't anything like they have been in the past at all, but they're still a team that you don't really want to take for granted. I know Illinois beat them pretty handily uh, back in early December here in Champaign, 80-62. to 62. Um, But you want to finish the regular season on, on a positive note and uh, springboard that momentum into the Big Ten tournament, which starts next week at the, at the Target Center in Minneapolis. And I, I think Shauna Green and her players would feel a lot more comfortable Come selection Sunday on, on March 12th, the, the men's bracket is set to be revealed at 5 p.m. on Sunday, March 12th. The women's bracket will then follow at 7 p.m. on Sunday, March 12th, two hours after the men's show airs. Um, so I'd have to think that when they gather that night, if they can add a few more wins here <laughs> this week, uh, they'll feel very confident going into that selection show because 20 and 10, they still should be. You would think, uh, but that loss to Nebraska, uh, Joe Vizelli Jr., our beat writer, was talking to me about it this afternoon. The, the loss to Nebraska dropped Illinois 10 spots in the net, wow. uh, which is a huge criteria tool that the NCAA uh, Tournament Committee looks at when evaluating yeah, teams. God forbid we actually watch games. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um and, but you don't you don't want to lose at Rutgers on Sunday. You don't want to have a, a f- one and done stay at the Big Ten tournament. Um, then, and not only that puts them in a secure spot when Selection Sunday comes around, but it also maybe moves them up a spot on the seed line because all the projections right now for Illinois women's basketball are kind of around that eight nine, which you would think okay maybe if you get a first round win, but then you got to go play a, a number one seed and the women's tournament uh, has first and second round games on campus side, so. If, Illinois will be traveling somewhere their second round game will essentially be a home game for the team they're playing so we'll just have to to wait and see but uh, they they definitely need to play better uh, than they did on on Wednesday night granted they were without two key contributors in Brent Shoup Hill and and Jayla Odin off the bench Uh, don't believe they're going to play again on on Sunday so they might be shorthanded as as well in in that regard but they just need to shoot better and and they need to play better defense that's a, a huge identity of of green as a coach is, is having your team to get after it defensively and Nebraska shot 59% from the field and pretty much did whatever they wanted to uh, against the Illini on Wednesday night. So talk about tale of two teams as well, just a rather short bench for Shauna green. You, you lose a, a couple of players and, and it looks completely different. Mm-hmm. Whereas for a, a couple of games there without Terrence Shannon, they, they figure it out mm-hmm. close loss at Indiana win against Minnesota, but you see the huge difference it makes when Terrence Shannon is in the lineup. We'll talk about it next in the Illini notebook. Brian Barnhart's going to hop in. We are here with Matt Daniels, Evan Kahn, funky Friday sports talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Back here on Funky Friday Sports Talk on DWS. It's time for the Illini Notebook, as we do here on Fridays with the voice of the Illini, Brian Barnhart. And it's brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints, the last of the 8 o'clock games, Brian. Gotta love that. Mm-hmm. And also the the quick turns as you come back in and do Penny in the morning. 
got to be a little easier when the Illini get a win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, through that first half. It didn't look very good. Uh, lowest uh, point total of the year, I guess, in the first half. And and then what was impressive about last night was they were down, whatever it was, 18, and then they cut it to four, and then they got down 16. So, really, they made two big comebacks, and that's really hard to do. And and I can tell you that Northwestern's really good. I mean, they're I, I wouldn't want to play them in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. They're their guards are experienced. They don't turn the ball over. They play really good defense. Uh, you got to go out and take it from them, and that's kind of what Illinois did in the second half. Yeah, especially here lately, and it's the the theme for that Northwestern team is they're physical. And mm-hmm. in the first half, I I think that physicality you forget. I, I guess from the last time they played in Evanston, and, and they brought it. And as we were talking on the post game show. There there was a little bit of a change in that Terrence Shannon Jr. just kind of took over in the second half, mm-hmm. which we can get into. But as far as just picking up and, and matching the physicality that, that Northwestern had, that, that's something that Illinois has shown in spurts. But for them to put it together as Northwestern's coming off their, their hot run here sure. over the last five games, that's why uh, I, I imagine people are, are feeling positive about the second yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, well, for that reason alone. And then, you know, you think about Northwestern, physicality was not anything that you think about with them over the years. Mm-hmm. Bill Carmody, when he was there, they were not a physical team. No. You could you could beat them on the glass. In fact, I remember at times they wouldn't even contend for rebounds. They'd just peel back, and you know, but they were running their Princeton-style mm-hmm. offense and a lot of backdoor cuts, and it was – tricky to play them and so forth and the scouting reports were interesting and now this was more straight up physical play they they guard you like crazy uh they do a really good job of getting the ball into the hands of Bowie and Audige mm-hmm. and their playmakers and so uh it, it was interesting yesterday because I thought the shoot around they had yesterday was one of the best ones they've had all year it was a great shoot around and then I look up and they're down 18 at half that was <laughs> that was really odd but yeah, I, th- I give the coaching staff credit, and I think you and Mike Latulip talked about it last night. I mean, they they changed up a little bit. They put the hands of, the ball in the hands of Shannon. They drove to the basket. They moved some pieces around, and they you know said, you know what, uh, Luke Goody, this is not your night. And Epps was struggling, and Danger was struggling, and put him in there, and and there you are with Harris and and Rogers. And I, I've told a couple of people today. I don't know if a month ago or a month and a half ago, if you'd have. Uh, Rodgers and Harris in the game at crunch time uh, because they were kind of, you know, they were limited offensively, mm-hmm. you know, and were learning how to play defense, and now they can do kind of both. Yep. And so that's where you're seeing the growth of the team in that regard, I think, is those guys in particular and, of course, what Jaden Epps has been doing. So, yeah, no, it was an impressive win. Got got career-high minutes uh, for, for Harris and Rodgers mm-hmm. there last night, played the, the majority of the second half. And as Luke Goody has come back, that that was the, the question, and they're still trying to figure out. Everybody's going to play, but it's a, a matter of allocating those minutes and who, who is playing well. And, and that's also what's kind of weird about last night is, you know, Shannon didn't have a great first half. Mm-hmm. Sincere Harris w- was on Boo Booey for at least nine of his 23, and... and and just their their ability to flush that out and, mm-hmm. and play completely different in yeah. the second half. And it's not so much like a lot of teams, you know, you because we've often wondered too, okay, how, who's going to get whose minutes? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it matters, really. I mean, it's like it depends on the matchup. It depends on what's happening in the game. And, and this particular unit with Rodgers and Harris out there were better defensively against Bowie and against the Wildcats in general. Mm-hmm. And you just go with the hot hand. And I think this was the – 
the versatility that everybody thought they would have, right. but you you had to go through the step of having the freshmen develop, and you had to go through the step of the transfers figuring out how to play for Brad Underwood and what he's expecting. and So it just took a while because you were kind of starting over, and it just took a little longer than most people thought. And, and Shannon comes back from a concussion after missing the last two games, and you were with the football team at Michigan when they were out in Vegas, right? So you didn't get to see UCLA. Right. Other than watch it on TV. On yeah. TV. Yeah. And what we saw from him in the second half, uh, somebody said it, I think, last night, that that was an IOS performance, 24 mm-hmm. points and 18 minutes of play, and he just took it over because they, they could not stop him. And those were not easy threes that he was making, that Meyer was making. They were all contested, mm-hmm. and they went in. I mean, three-point shots are funny because you can – now, Iowa's been a rare example of two games in a row. They have not been able to hit a three at all. Yeah. But usually, even within a game, you may be 0 for 11, but you're probably going to hit a few at some point. And I thought with Northwestern as hot as they were, because they had a similar three-point shooting percentage to Illinois, about 32% mm-hmm. for the year. And I thought, there's just no way they're going to keep this up. They can't. So water as you water finds its level, as they say. And uh, I think that kind of bore out in the second half. So Illinois gets their win over Northwestern. Don't get swept by them this season, but uh, right back at it. Got the the two day turn, and, and sounds like they they took the day off because they've already had two games this week. So mm-hmm. day off today and getting ready for an Ohio State team that's kind of reeling. But early on in the Big Ten season, people and I, I think they they still have some good parts, and they're dangerous. Any team in the Big Ten mm-hmm. is dangerous when you play them at home. Yeah, sure. And Sensabaugh is an outstanding freshman. He'll be on the All Freshman team, I would think, if not Freshman of the Year potentially. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know what. Uh, I don't know if it's a lack of a post player. I know Zed Key's been hurt mm-hmm. lately, so that's hurt them again. They lost to Penn State uh, in their game last night, despite having just one turnover, which is an odd, <laughs> odd stat in itself. But yeah, I mean, this is the same Ohio State team that blew out Northwestern in Evanston. That's right. So that's kind of an odd ring of a bell, if you will, if, if you think about it. So yeah, they'll be desperate. They'll be hungry. But then again, you get to this point of the year. When you've lost this many games in a row, uh, if you're Illinois, you just you just go in there and deliver a knockout punch pretty fast, whether they're home or not, like you did with Minnesota in a way. I mean, they, they let Minnesota hang around a little bit, but you know, just go in, make your statement, and those teams tend to, I don't know, uh, fall apart's not the word, but they just get beaten down mentally. And here we go again. You know, we're not going to be able to keep up if you give them a chance to hang around and they're at home then you're going to be in trouble. It will be interesting to see. This will be how many games now in how many days? Yeah, uh, yeah you know, we're pushing it up there. I pushing think four it and nine. Yeah, It'll four, be four and, nine. and nine. So they're pushing a little bit. We'll see. We know one of those times is we played that way. The, mm-hmm. the last game didn't go very well. So, That's right. But it's a team they should beat mm-hmm. on paper anyway. Absolutely. And and just that, that feeling you were talking about, I know some Illini fans had that feeling, here we go again, and, and Illinois fighting back into it because they had something mm-hmm. to play for, whereas, yeah, if you, you get ahead on, on Ohio State uh, and with the season that they had, I can't imagine it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be full and, and sold out like it is for, for football games, but, but no. what is it like playing in, in their, at Columbus when yeah. it's good or, or not, what's well, that it's it's like? a nice, it's a very nice arena. It's yeah. very much like the United Center in Chicago, kind of a similar similar layout. If you if you look around and don't look what's on the floor, you'd think, ah, this is kind of like the United Center. <laughs> so 
it's a very nice building. I mean, they when they had their Final Four teams, it was full. Yeah, for the most part. But mm-hmm. it's still a football school. Oh, it's yeah. they're in a much better position than say Penn State is. I mean, Penn State they just don't they don't come. There's mm-hmm. a, you know half of the never bu- been there. Half yeah. the building has never really been there. But Ohio State's had some tradition at least in basketball when Thad Mata was there. So they still show up in good numbers. They certainly don't pack it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing. It won't be full either on Sunday, not completely. Sounds like uh, some some questions uh, about the the head coach and where the the program is, but you yeah, know that especially know. At, at a program like Ohio State with, with the the expectations, even if it is a, a football school, you know sure. that, that'll come with it. Yeah, it, it'll come with it. But in, then again, I think um, the Ohio. I'll just say I think the Ohio State basketball coach is not nearly under the same pressure. The football coaches. Oh, no. oh uh, they, they want so we're wanting Day's job after losing to Michigan twice. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just a different level. But yeah, they. I mean, uh, that's what made Thad Mata so successful. Is even though Ohio State's been so dominant in football, he just quietly kind of went about his business, and they were always in contention, and you know had really good teams. Evan Turner, and you know on down the list, uh, EJ Liddell, and so forth. Uh, after after um, Mata left, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, it should be a good crowd. I don't know if it'll be full or not, but it, but it's a nice place, and uh, we haven't won there a lot over the years. So, all right, yeah, let's let's look in, into the numbers for that in the Illini notebook brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baru's and Seven Saints. The last one before March. Yeah, last uh, what is it? Um, flight we'll have before March <laughs> for sure because yep. the trip to Purdue will be be on the bus. Well, uh, sense of ball. Uh, has been a really good player nine times. He's had 20 or more points this year. That's one thing to think about Ohio State. Uh, you've got Suing, who scored over 1,500 points in his career, talking about the pieces mm-hmm. that they have that just, again, I think they're missing a post presence. But McNeil, the transfer from West Virginia, with over 1,000 points in his career. Mm-hmm. So, Which is why a lot of people, I think they started 10-3, and 11-3, yeah. something like that when you think about it. And uh, let's see, how many games have they lost in a row? Well, they started the year ten and three, and since then they've gone one and fourteen. So that's a that's a really tough stretch. But when you're in the Big Ten with a young team, and I think they've played, uh, they got the most minutes by freshman of any Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of shows up in some of these games. Uh, they started four freshmen in the game at Purdue, <laughs> and they got blown out. Yep. So I mean that that can happen. Uh, this year, and they played in Maui, by the way. Ohio State did. They mm-hmm. beat Cincinnati. And beat Texas Tech along the way. Uh, they lost to North Carolina in Madison Square Garden, but that was an overtime game. Hmm. But now we don't know how good North Carolina is, 89-84. And again, they uh, had Purdue beat in Columbus and threw the ball away in the backcourt and gave it to Purdue, and they hit a big shot. So they lost to Purdue by 2, 71-69. So they've had some close games. Uh, minus 3, they lost by to Minnesota. Lost by 4 at Rutgers. Lost by three at Nebraska, lost by five to Wisconsin at home, lost by six to Northwestern at home after blowing out the Wildcats the first time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, interesting team. I don't know what to make of them. They've been the, I think of all the teams, Northwestern's probably been the biggest positive surprise. Ohio State's probably been the biggest negative Absolutely. surprise. I don't Absolutely. know if people expected that no no i i'd be shocked to to see them picked somewhere below you know the the midway point and 
Nebraska has somehow just played spoiler uh, a, a few times mm-hmm. here. They, they've been a, a feel-good story. But uh, yeah. saw Ohio State earlier this year at the State Farm Center, and Illinois didn't have the best offensive performance. Coleman Hawkins kind of went off, but otherwise it was a, a, a defensive kind yeah. of game. And uh, the, the defense is supposed to travel, so if they take it with them there to Columbus, uh, should be should be Illinois taking care of business. Yeah, Illinois in that game you mentioned, Shannon had 17 points, Epps had 14 the last pl- mass, last meeting in late January, and Illinois was five of 28 from three, <laughs> and wow. still won the game by nine, because Ohio State missed eight free throws. That mm. was part of it. Yeah, I think I was at that game. Yeah, I think you were. They did out rebound Ohio State 44 to 30, so they dominated on the glass. That's where the post presence kind of hurts them. Absolutely. So. So, all right, well, have fun. Finish okay. off this, this nice four games in nine days, and yeah. we'll be home for a, a week. And uh, who knows? Could be playing second day, could be playing third day of the tournament. I don't know exactly how it's going to shake out, but yeah. uh, should be should be a good last week. Well, if they wanted to uh, get into Friday, they had to win last night on the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they did. And so now it's, you know, some other teams are going to knock each other off and if you can win the next two, uh, no matter what happens at Purdue, I think Purdue have already probably will already have clinched by then. I would assume. Yeah, we kind of um, kind of put a damper on that for Northwest. Yeah, uh, Purdue was pretty happy with us, I'm sure, <laughs> last night. So, but they got a big matchup with Indiana tomorrow they do. as well. So, yeah. here it is. Last weekend before March, this uh, Illini notebook with Brian Barnhart. Appreciate it. Okay. All right, we've got more funky Friday sports talk on the way. Illini family, this is Illinois women's basketball coach Shauna Green. We're in action this Sunday. Listen in on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Back on Sports Talk, Matt Daniels, Evan Kahn with you. Typically, Matt, once the Super Bowl is over, I say baseball season has begun. <laughs> I know that's not the case for everybody. We've got to finish up basketball season. I like to, to, to spread my allegiances a, a little bit this time of year. But uh, we, we've got all kinds of basketball going on. Uh, what did I see? Ten local teams in high yes. school basketball regional action tonight? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we've got uh, six regional championship games with uh, ten area teams involved uh yeah class 3a regional championship tonight over at uh, champagne central i'll be there in a little bit uh covering that game muhammad seymour uh trying to pull an upset against top seed in lincoln see if State the bulldogs lincoln yeah, too, right? believe so yeah. yeah legendary coach neil neil alexander father of illinois assistant coach greg alexander uh but the bulldogs have played in lincoln twice already this year they're apollo conference foes uh came up short both times but uh played them close as well should be i would imagine just based on the style of play with both teams a kind of defensive slugfest uh every possession counts <laughs> kind of floor slapping you know boxing out physical some up and under moves things like that uh class 2a uh, we've got uh, Colin Likas is headed over to Bismarck tonight to uh, cover St. Joseph Ogden against uh, Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin. Uh, Spartans are second seed there. Got a really good record, so is Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin as well. The Blue Devils are the sixth seed. Pulled a 
somewhat of a surprise on Wednesday night, beat Unity 56-55. Unity was the third seed, but uh, St. Joe's got to try to knock off Bismarck on its home court uh, tonight, so uh, easier said than done. Uh, and then also in 2A, uh, Prairie Central, which is the top-ranked team in, in 2A up in Fairbury, gets to host Monticello in a regional title. Those two teams are Illini Prairie Conference foes. Prairie Central beat Monticello 65-56. Uh, one month ago on January 24th in Monticello. Uh, Monticello, obviously the reigning state runner-up in, in 2A last season. Completely different team this year for the Sages. Uh, Lauren Tate's alma mater there, but still, I would imagine a competitive game there. Prairie Central is really, really good, though. They're 29-2. They're and two. Um, And then we got three uh, Class 1A uh, regional title games uh, going on tonight on uh, Colfax. Uh, Leroy plays uh, Lexington in the heart of Illinois Conference. Rematch. Those two teams have played twice already. Lexington's won both games. Uh, Scott Ritchie, our erstwhile Illinois men's basketball <laughs> beat writer, before he goes to Columbus, uh, departs for Columbus, Ohio tomorrow for uh, coverage of Sunday's Illinois game at Ohio State. He has graciously offered, more like he has begrudgingly accepted my <laughs> request to, uh, <laughs> no, he loves high school sports as well. He's, uh, he's headed down to Tuscola tonight for the, the Cola Wars. You got Tuscola heavily favored, the top seed, uh, against 60 to Arcola, uh, in a regional title game there. And then in 1A, we got another 1A game. Joey Wright, uh, is going to head over to Armstrong. For the second time this week to uh, to see Salt Fork and St. Thomas More. Salt Fork, uh, 27 and 4, the second seed there. St. Thomas More, 20, 21 and 11. Third seed, should be a really competitive game in, in Armstrong. Uh, Salt Fork's only lost to one other 1A team all season in New Berlin, who was state ranked. Their other three losses were to Bismarck, Henning, Rossville, Alvin, a 2A team. St. Thomas Moore has played largely against 2A foes being in the Atlanta Prairie Conference all season. So it uh, should be a competitive game there. And we'll have uh, all that coverage and more in, in Saturday's News Gazette. And a couple of girls' teams were in action last night in, in sectional play, mm-hmm. and one team was able to advance. Yeah, Colin Likas uh, was in Lexington on, on Thursday night to see St. Thomas Moore uh, win a Class 1A sectional title. The The Sabres rallied in, in the fourth quarter. It wasn't quite as dramatic a comeback as the Illini men had <laughs> on, on Thursday night against Northwestern, but they were down 39-34 going into the fourth, and it came away with an impressive 63-48 uh, win oh, wow. uh so that's stm's first sectional title in in nine years since kind tory of, mccoy days exactly the the glory days of, of that sabers program went in a, a two-way state title back in uh back in 2014 uh they now go to pontiac on monday night for a 6 p.m tip against serena a team out of northern illinois uh, that finished fourth in, in state last year. And if STM can get past Serena on Monday night, they get to go to the state tournament next week, which is uh, in normal. Not Redbird Arena anymore. It's now SefQ Arena. I just Arena. found that out yesterday. Yeah, it's, it's been that way, I think, for I think the majority of the basketball season. Uh, oh, the, the, oh, so the, it is It is fairly recent. Yeah, so, the, okay. the sponsorship uh, agreement, I think, came into play right at the start of the college basketball season, oh, I believe. Okay. But still, it's always going to be Redbird Arena in, in my mind, just right. like Assembly Hall is – for a lot of people here in Champaign. But if STM can get past Serena on on Monday night, uh, they'll play next Thursday morning in the the Class 1A state semifinals over in in Normal. And then Tuscola, girls basketball, heartbreaking end to to their uh, impressive, impressive season. Uh, The Warriors finished 33-2 
uh, saw their season come to a, an end on Thursday night with a 44-38 loss to Nioga in a Class 1A Casey Westfield uh, sectional title game. Is it Casey or Casey? I don't know. <laughs> Casey? I think I think I've never been there. I've, I know there's big lawn furniture in in that town. However you want to say it, Casey or Casey. So I, 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 I guess the appropriate pronunciation would be Casey, but I, would I, I think, think so. it's Casey. I would think so, but I I also like saying Leroy instead of Leroy. So, Fair enough. That's um, under- so so it can, understandable. <laughs> <laughs> tomato tomato but uh so so it, it's uh always exciting when, when a team can possibly make it to state and they can follow it all the way and, mm-hmm. and plenty of boys teams in, in action tonight not sure how many have a, a chance to make it back here to the state farm center yeah th- this year it's it's not a, i would say on the whole the, the area high school boys basketball scene isn't as strong as it has been in, in recent years now i say that now and probably every team that uh, has a chance to win a regional title <laughs> is, is going to win one uh, tonight. But yeah, I, I think in in 2A, uh, you're looking at Prairie Central and St. Joseph Ogden as teams that are capable of, of making state runs. If both those teams win their respective regionals tonight, they head up to Hersher uh, next week for a sectional. Uh, it's a bit of a drive from, from here in Champaign. <laughs> uh, those two teams are on a collision course to possibly meet in the sectional championship game next Friday uh-huh. night. Prairie Central already owns a win against St. Joseph Ogden. They, they beat the Spartans in St. Joe back in mid-January, I believe, 57-44. St. Joe hasn't lost since the, the defeat to Prairie Central, so they're on, on a bit of a roll and obviously led by Illinois State signee Ty Pence, who's uh, the school's all-time leading scorer and has just put up some massive games, uh, the scoring performances this season. In 1A, uh Tuscola, I, I think they're kind of a sneaky pick to just keep an eye on mm-hmm. in one A. They're hundred hundred points the other exactly, night. Exactly, <laughs> they put a hundred spot, uh, beat Villa Grove one hundred and one to to thirty five, and that's after they open uh, the postseason last Saturday with a seventy nine fourteen win against Tri County. I think the game against Arcola will be closer tonight than you know sixty five sixty six point uh, lopsided victories. But they're in the the southern half of the one A bracket, so they're if they make it out of the regional tonight, they'll head to Altamont next week for for a sectional. Uh, they've got some really good guard play and, and some young sophomores in Camp Sweetenham and, and Parker James and, and jun- junior Jordan Quinn is kind of the unquestioned leader uh, of that team and has some post-ne- postseason experience from, from last season uh, playing alongside his older brother Jalen Quinn, now a freshman at Loyola Chicago. Uh, as the Warriors made a, a sectional final last year, uh, lost a heartbreaker, a 65-foot buzzer beater, a Meridian right. hit at the end there. But I think they've got a sneaky chance to, to possibly make a run, and uh, I'm not saying for sure that they're locked to end up in Champaign, but I'd say of the area teams, they've they've definitely got a chance. And we'll finish up basketball here in the next couple, three weeks. Keep an eye on that all weekend. and. and also this weekend, you're bringing in all of the, the youngsters <laughs> for the faces of the spring. Yeah, exactly. The weather hasn't cooperated like we would hope so uh, at this time of year. But, uh, yeah, kudos to, to Colin Likas, our, our hard-working, hard-charging preps coordinator who uh, – Seemingly has about nine balls in the air all at once and manages to keep them all all afloat. But yeah, this uh, tomorrow, yeah, Saturday, uh, bringing in I believe more than 250 athletes uh, from around the area, uh, from Arcola to to Westville to to Leroy, not Leroy. Uh, and uh, I got every, an update. Apparently, it's KZ. Okay, to the, to the locals. Enough. Okay, to the locals. To the locals. Okay, yes. fair enough. Uh, 
but yeah, it, it's a, an event that we always uh, look forward to each and every year. Uh, they get their photos taken here, answer some questions from Colin, do some record some radio ads mm-hmm. for for you guys as well. Um, get on the Snapchat and Twitter as well. Uh, it's just kind of an, an all day affair that uh, I hope area athletes and and their family members and coaches appreciate because we sure do enjoy them coming out and and getting the chance to to kind of have their moment in in the spotlight and and we'll end up running their photos in the course coming weeks and months uh, in the news gazette and then we'll have photo galleries online at news-gazette.com so it's just a, a chance to really just have these athletes come out and not look all flustered or anything they know they're getting their photo taken like that so they can get all already for that and just seeing all the different uniforms that'll roll through and spring is one of my favorite ones too just because I, I love baseball and a lot of these baseball and softball players come in full uniform and you get to see all the different hats and uh uniforms and it seems here lately in the last four to five years baseball uniforms high school wise have really kind of gone retro in the sense where you got uh. kind of the you know like the astros back in the day with the little uh I don't know what the word is, but it's just, it's a more eclectic taste in, in the uniform palette, I want to say now, than maybe okay. 10, 15 years ago. So. We'll, we'll definitely stay locked to the social medias there for that. Go. Jim Rosso is all over the Snapchat. He definitely will be doing that tomorrow. And the Twitter. So get and, ready. And, and Colin and Ed and mm-hmm. Joey and yep. everybody else will be helping out. And they 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 appear to always have a, a good time. They They're do. like writing on our boards. They don't get to listen to me scream at the TV like they did last <laughs> year against Michigan. But um, I, I'm sure they'll still have a grand old time. That was that was great. Uh, uh, a, I mean, there's just never a good time to. I don't know. Not was, not be. No. Yeah. I, 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 last night we couldn't hear you too well because we've turned the volume. It up was this quiet. Year. It, there there was nothing to scream it's about true. until the we, last two we, minutes. We've turned the volume up this year on on games when we're here in the office, and uh, I'm just. Hopefully, for Illinois men's basketball's sake, just for and for my sake too, they. I'm I'm really getting tired of these eight o'clock tips. Like I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> that's it. I'm, it's it supposed, is it. It's supposed, supposed to, be. to be it. But who knows where they'll fall in the Big Ten tournament? Tur- tournaments depending exactly. <laughs> but the rest of the regular season, you know, I got about 11 a.m. tip this Sunday at Ohio yep. State, 6 p.m. tip against Michigan next Thursday, and 11:30 a.m. next Sunday at Purdue. So I'm okay with that. Nice, nice easy finish to there the regular go. season here for Illinois men's basketball. We'll have a nice easy transition into hour two next. You're listening. On DWS. Join us on Sunday morning for Fighting Illini Basketball, 9 o'clock. It'll be the Illini Game Day Show at 11 o'clock from Columbus, Illinois at Ohio State Sunday. Final minute of Hour 1 of Funky Friday Sports Talk here with Evan Kahn and Matt Daniels. Bob Osmussen will be in next hour with me before Illinois Baseball. And as we were wrapping up, Early this morning on the Fast Versus Hetero Postscape show, just something random that I, I learned that shows how outdated I am. Apparently, international texting isn't that big of a deal anymore. Okay. We, we had folks from Peru, the All right. country, texting cool. in. So, uh, international texting apparently isn't that big of a, a deal anymore. I'm so. today years old upon learning I've also this. never been out of the country. So yeah, I, I've been to Canada. Does that count? Yeah, it's a different country. It, it, that, that's true. You got to have a passport. They're not yeah. just going to let you in. No. Well, they might let you in, but you can't get back. 
Yeah, I don't know. That was like 17 years ago. I don't really remember. It was a fun trip, though. All right. It has been a fun hour. Matt, I, I know you've got a, a busy weekend to put mm-hmm. together for the sports section of the News Gazette. Yeah, we got uh, IHSA Boys State Swimming going on. Got a deep dive, too, in, in Week and Extra. It's some uh, some former area high school basketball standouts now in college and, and mm-hmm. excelling there. So uh, be on the lookout for that and all more. Bob Osmussen sitting down next to me. He's got a column coming on. Matt Sinclair, former Illini current Fisher football coach that I hope Bob has written. His microphone's not on to defend himself, but uh, hopefully he's written that. And we got Lauren Tate as well. He's taking a look back at the, the life of Neil Stoner, former Alina AD as well. All good stuff. Looking forward to it. Appreciate it, Matt. Thanks, WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Bob's in to defend himself next.